Hello, and welcome back to another Fact Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, welcome back. We are in a winter storm warning, blizzard warning, something is going to happen today. It's a Wednesday afternoon. I thought I would just shoot off a quick podcast before I go to work. I don't think uh, we're going to get hit until like later tonight because it's actually fine outside. We got a few inches here and there, and I think they overcalled it a little bit on today. So I'll probably go in and see which patients want to venture out. But, you know, again, the overcalling, you know, not trusting your own resources, your own eyeballs, your own ears, your own senses, your own processing information, and handing it off to either the weatherman of your favorite channel or an app on your phone or a website or some government authority has led us to overcall at least today. Um, they, they had all, the kids had off of school today, an e-learning day, I guess. You, couldn't, you don't have to go in for uh, two inches of snow maybe out there. Um, of course, if it was, was Baltimore where I grew up, they would have shut the whole world down out there. But when I first moved here, we, we used to move around pretty good up until about six inches of snow, you know. And I've seen some miscalculations, too. I know just a few years back when the girls were in middle school, there was a non-call. They did not call the snow emergency while the kids were in session. And we got six to eight, maybe ten inches over the school day, yeah, it came down hard and furious. And what blew my mind is there were some kids stuck at school to 6 p.m., 8 p.m., 10 p.m. because the buses got stuck. Um, their parents had no way to come get them. There was no Metro Transit buses so they could come get them. You know, not every parent has a car and uh, lives far away. So they were stuck at school. So you had teachers running down to the McDonald's at the corner of the block getting these kids dinner and food on their own money and bringing it back because there there was no other way to get things done and i thought about that it's like wow you know they missed that call and now they overcall things now and i guess that's better better safe than sorry but what blows my mind is that when it comes to your own personal health your personal health your hygiene your own constitution taking care of your own medical and health needs Okay, why do you trust an, an official? Well, that's because I am not educated in it. I didn't study biology. I didn't study chemistry. I didn't study physiology. I didn't study pathology. I didn't study histology. I didn't study clinical laboratory methods. Didn't study any of that. So I'm going to give all my authority over my body to my doctor. Now, here is a news flash. For everyone paying attention not every medical doctor dentist podiatrist chiropractor nurse practitioner physician's assistant midwife not all of them not all of them are created equal they're all different they bring their own biases in they bring their own personalities into the doctor patient client patient client provider relationship they bring all that in with them. And we tend to like just lay down, many people lay down and just say, I'm just gonna trust my doctor. And that's okay if you got a good one. 
because he'll honor that relationship. And if he doesn't know what to do with you, he will refer you out. He will get more opinions, more opinions, send more. And I hear some complaints about uh, some of my patients come in and say, well, I've seen three or four doctors because they keep sending me out. Believe it or not, I, I tell them that's good care because the doctor doesn't know. So he's sending you out to get some more information to an expert who sees that condition, you know, every day, several times a day, not just once a quarter or once a year. He wants someone who knows how to handle the case, who keeps up on the therapies and medications and surgeries for that case. That's amazing. That's fantastic. So I always tell my patients, I always kind of say, you know, maybe he didn't, he or she did not handle that well, at least communicating to you. They say, hey, you know what? I only see this once in a while. I'm going to send you someone who sees this every day or every week. And they've been out for 20, 30, 40 years, and they know how to handle this. That's actually good care. Now, here's the thing that isn't good care. When you get a practitioner that doubts what you have, that says, oh, you must have this because of their own bias. I've had patients lately who've gone to specialists and it's all good that they go to a subspecialist, specialist, but the subspecialist may have not seen this severe of a condition. They never saw things in this way where I've seen them all the time. And they say, nope, this can't be what it is because I've never seen it. And that blows my mind. That's like growing up in the Vatican and saying, I've never seen a Baptist because everyone around me is Roman Catholic. Well, you've never left the walls of the Vatican. Uh, yeah, of course, everyone's Roman Catholic there, but there are other religions. That close-mindedness, that cognitive dissonance that if I've never seen it or read about it, well, guess what? It doesn't exist. I like the reading, the reading comment I just made because guess what? A lot of your doctors just don't keep up on things. They just don't. I guarantee they are not reading research that counterdicts or contradicts um, their own th therapies. And that's what a scientist, that's what a good doctor should be doing. Is there something else that's helpful? Is there something else that's helpful? Is there something else that's helpful? A recent study came out on low back pain. I'm a chiropractor. I read it and was in an orthopedics journal. And they basically said that Tylenol doesn't help, you know, muscular low back pain. That it's Advil and muscle relaxers. Okay, that's good to know. Because if I have a patient who comes in who's got low back pain or lumbar disc or some type of facet syndrome, and, you know, their doctor tell them to pound Tylenol, I'm going to say that's one, it's bad for your liver, and two, it's not following the current literature, which just came out this year. You know, it's like, nope, the Tylenol doesn't help it. So you have to try something else. Go back and talk to them. Call them on the phone. You know, you can email them through your patient portal. I mean, the, things have, have gotten easier. And I wanted to talk about a huge study that came out in Lancet, February 16th, just a week ago. February 16th, 2023. We're now on like our third year, basically, of the pandemic. And... The article said through, well, it's, it's titled, Past SARS-CoV-2 Infection Protection Against Reinfection, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. Meta-Analysis means statistical analysis. So they looked at all this data and, and the Lancet, which is like top shelf gold standard for the medical community. And I'm not in the medical community, but I read the Lancet. 
And guess what? It's basically said the things I've been saying for three years. And if you go back to my talks from 2013, since then, that if you're healthy and you get the natural infection, you're going to be protected against all reinfection. And that's what it said. That it's just as good as the vaccination or maybe slightly better. And actually, if you look at the stats, it is better. I like how they like skewed it. But that should not you know, warn people against getting the vaccination. Well, wait, wait a minute. You just said that natural infection can be as good or better than getting the vaccination. People lost their jobs over getting the vaccination. People, I mean, I have friends who've had jobs 15, 20, 30 years, and they had to leave them over not getting a vaccination for a bad cold. Now, it really aggravates me because they didn't do this with the flu vaccine, and a lot of people die from the flu, and you can pass the flu on. They don't do this with strep. They don't do this with even childhood vaccines. You know, no one asked the CEO of 3M or of FedEx or the local Amazon warehouse if he has all his childhood vaccines. They're not allowed to dig in that, except when it comes to COVID. Blows my mind. Well, what we found out is that if you're healthy, you develop antibodies if you do get sick with COVID. And your sickness is mild anyway. Guess what? The vaccine doesn't protect you from getting it and doesn't stop transmission. So there's no difference right now is what they're saying. Now, what a lot of people are saying, and they said it in the research, if you're frail, you know, you have a, you don't have an immune system that works, it may be worth it to try to use the vaccine. And again, that's rolling the dice, absolutely. And a lot of people say, well, Fred, you're anti-vaxxer. No, I'm not. I'm pro-science. Now we got some good science, which, said, which basically says there's no difference. So you, the patient, get to make the decision. It shouldn't be your employer. I'm going to risk it because there's no chance in transmission. I'm not protecting my fellow neighbor or coworker by getting the vaccine. That's already been proven. And there's some studies showing, guess what? You're worse <laughs> to be around. I know people who've gotten vaccinated, got, gotten all five vaccines, and they've got three, four cases of COVID. Hello? Do the math. If you're getting all these shots and it's not working, that means it's not working and you're transmitting, you're a carrier, you're transmitting like crazy. Now, would you have that happened anyway if you did not get the vaccines? We don't have the studies, folks. That's what I've been yelling about. More research like this beautiful Lancet research. We should be comparing what happens to your blood work. Does your D-dimer go up? Does your clotting factors go up if you get the, if you get COVID? Maybe that explains all the stuff that's out there in the media. Or if you get the vaccine and COVID, does your D-dimer change? Does your D-dimer change if you are vaccine-free? But they won't do that test. Well, maybe they will. In fact, I know that one's going on right now. Maybe they will do that research. They do those testings to find out. We need real information, like what was released in The Lancet. Of course, it was talked about briefly on the websites i've been watching local news radio silence on the lancet article complete radio silence and guess what whose fault is that you shouldn't have been getting all your information from mainstream news 
you need to read some research. Heads up. A lot of people put more effort on what kind of car they're going to buy or television or washer and dryer. They put more intellectual effort in studying the prices, how it works, what are the comments, than they do their own health. Start taking responsibility for your own health. Start biohacking. If you know your immune system's weak, start building it up. Study, what do I have to do to build up my immune system? And as it goes, according to Lancet, it's not getting the vaccine. It's not making you stronger. Believe me, if there's something out there that made me physically stronger and they were giving it away for free, I'd be knocking down people to be first in line. Because strength matters. And this has been another fact podcast. (laughs) 